No, it was you. Wait, are you going to spit this guy? Yeah. Fuck. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I've just been on another podcast. And I can't wait to listen to it. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the titular Troucher. 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 Uh, gentlemen, how are we? How is everyone? Uh, oh, you've just been talking on another podcast. So, Brett, how are you? What have you been up to? I have been cracking away <clears throat> at the house because, no, right. <laughs> because residential check happens either tomorrow or Friday. So, very exciting. And hopefully by the time this episode comes out, I will have talked to all of you wonderful folks and let you know that things are on the up and up. I don't know. I'm trying not to get my hopes up too much, but I have checked over the list enough times and I even went as far to make a cover for my exterior air conditioner HVAC unit because <laughs> I was like, well, I don't want them to come and say that it's not good to have the sun exposure. I don't know. I made that up in my head, but it also, I know that it will protect the electronics of me maintaining cooling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yesterday, though, I built a bed in six hours from start to finish. Now I won't go into a ton of detail about it, but I had a really awesome moment and I had to give myself a pat on the back for this one. I'm just going to share it. So like you, right? Well, no one sent me anything, so I don't get to talk about (laughs) how cool they are. So I knew I needed to build this bed and there was a mattress available to me at make a ranch. That's, been used for the guest room for the last couple of years so they were nice enough to say like i could have that one when i was ready i've been sleeping on an inflatable mattress and it finally deflated on me the other night like in the middle of the night i woke up in a cave um <laughs> so i was like okay today's got to be bed day i knew that i had some like the build in space idea was going to happen i was like yeah. okay i'll get the mattress i'll put it in here and then i'll build everything around that I was like, I don't want to be lugging a mattress around and like pulling it up and moving it around the entire time I was doing it. So I went on the Googles and looked up big box store and it turns out you can buy one of those adjustable metal frames that's just supposed to accept a box spring and a mattress on top of it. Okay. Yeah. But it adjusts, you know, from twin all the way up to mm-hmm. king size. Uh, so I knew that I was going to have for $25 a jig. <laughs> It was just a jig. Yeah. And it's, Ah, you know, it's a bunch of negative space because it's just the framing, but it's also rigid. So in six hours, I went from that thing. And then at a certain point, I was filming the whole thing at a certain point. Like I break down the metal frame, which is three pieces and it gets taken apart in 30 seconds. And it's like, okay, I don't need that anymore. I have a bulletproof Mm. bed. It's great. And I'm going to do more to it. But now I just have this like bed jig if I ever need to build another <laughs> bed. And I'm I'm kind of like, yes, the padding on the back is just like, that was a good decision. It worked yep. out well. And now instead of going, well, now I just have this thing sitting around. No, no, no. There will be beds in the future. There will be other <laughs> things that are like, oh, you need it's a always square. Another, it's always another bed. <laughs> always another bed. I just have this thing and it's adjustable and I can the use them guy. as... That's it. Maybe I'll be the bed guy from now on, building uh, couture beds for the. For the <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, they were. <laughs> it was a good day. It it felt like one of those really nice accomplishments. You know, the small wins we always talk about. Having a bed and sleeping on a proper mattress last night in my own place for the first time since I got it. Another one of those like first that just made yeah. me feel good. So thanks. Nice. Awesome. That's about it for me. Been doing computer nice. work and another shit. Keeping the bills paid. Sweet. Al, what about you? In the interest of repeating just what Brett said. Um, oh, it's, yeah? It's it's inspection time at my Yay. rental property. Hooray. Um, so after three years of radio silence from my landlady, she thought that now of all good times was the best time to increase my rent by 25%. Oh. Um, so coupled with that is obviously like an inspection and a, a, a contract and stuff like that. So... I've been furiously trying to scrub oil stains out of carpets and uh, hide engines in bedrooms and, uh, <laughs> um, you know, doing the garden and trying my best to kind of make it look vaguely not like uh, uh, a abandoned castle oh. full of car parts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but 
Yeah, so I've been I've been doing loads of work in the house, loads of tidying, loads of cleaning, loads of sorting, loads of fixing, repairing, uh, DIY stuff. Um, loads of work in the garden. Um, it's been relatively nice weather. Uh, cleaning, tidying, buying some plants. Uh, treat myself to a new fork because I literally snapped my garden fork turning <laughs> compost. That's how Brilliant. terrible my compost was. Um, ask Caro how she knows how bad the compost was. Um, <laughs> But yeah, lots, lots, lots of sorting out, and then uh, five minutes before this episode started, I'd just come off the back of being on an episode of Two Thirds podcast. So Two Thirds focused with um, Rasmus, Red, and Jan. Uh, episode should probably probably be out before us because they're way more yeah. organised than we are. Um, uh, give it a listen. It was fun. It was a nice chat. Nice. Uh, it's kind of similar format to this, but very different vibe i think if i think they're, they're doing their own thing which is great um and yeah it was just nice to have a chat with people that aren't you two yeah nice. just don't listen to too many episodes if any of our listeners are going to go because they'll realize where we get all our ideas from yes <laughs> including this week's episode yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I, it, t- technically it's my idea i just stole it and didn't use yourself. it on their episode so it's fine <laughs> Oh, I love it. Um, yes, I have. Uh, I've had like two hours sleep. Oh, oh, oh! Sorry. What? Huge, huge, huge news. The Vitara ticked over to a hundred thousand miles. And hey! I captured it on video, oh. and then, as on my return, treated the car to a uh, oil change, oil filter, fuel filter, <laughs> uh, which was well deserved. Oh. Well awesome. How nice. Good stuff, man. Uh, and basically, the numbers only go up to 99, so now it's back to zero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this, so this could be... Especially got a brand new car. time it's done it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, I, 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 I had fuck all sleep last night. Um, so this could be an interesting episode. Um, I don't know what I've done this last week. I've been thinking about it the entire time you two have been talking. I genuinely <laughs> don't know what I've done this week. Uh, so... Yeah, let's go into the topic. Nice. <laughs> Not even going to try. <laughs> no, I Oof. genuinely I don't know what I would say because I I think we've we've done work stuff. Uh, what did I do at the weekend? I took Murph for a walk. Uh, did some gym stuff. Um, How's yeah. he doing? Jim, the old chip, he is fantastic. Um, okay, good. He well, no, actually, no, he he hurt his finger the other day, uh, being a dumbass. Um, and there was blood, and Red was very upset. Oh. And also, Red said that he was doing a Steve by fucking up his finger. And I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about the fact that doing a Steve has become a thing. Like it can cover a multitude of yeah. mistakes doing a Steve. Exactly. And this is the thing. Like I, so I, I've become a verb to just cover all bases. It's like it's not fair. I'd rather um, that yeah. than a bunch of children following me around a conference hall in Birmingham. Thinking my name is actually Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happened to a few people. It, um, it's the trade-off for also being uh, used in a very positive way of be a Steve. Exactly. When we when we say that in the endearing way and we mean all the positivity, you, you yeah. have to take the good with the bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't, it doesn't I, seem like you accept that. Steve, it's a it's, suspicious it's a contra- of it. It's a contraction of steaming pile of. <laughs> Prick. Um, well played. What did I do this weekend? I did. It doesn't one. matter. Move on. Went, probably went out for a, a meal. Went for a walk. <laughs> played on the Xbox. <laughs> you know me so well. Um, no, I did actually. I did something that was worthwhile. I, I, I remember it in about twenty minutes. It's fine. Um, the Land Rover. Uh, no, I didn't do anything on the library this weekend. Um, but yeah, uh, so the shopic for this week, Al is going to introduce because it's his idea and he definitely didn't steal it from two thirds. Before I do, can I make a, an apology and an amendment to last week? Yes. Go for it. So I talked about uh, Sandman, the um, audible yep. version mm-hmm. of Sandman. Mm-hmm. Um, if any listeners have read, Neil Gaiman's Sandman. It's an amazing. Uh, I'm going to say novel. It's an. It's on the time yeah. 100 best-selling novel. Uh, you know, greatest novels of all times. Yes, it's a graphic novel, but 
the graphic part of it is irrelevant. It's a fucking amazing story. Oh, I went ice skating. That's what I did. There you go. Thanks, Steve. Um, good build. Um, it's not an audio book. It's like an audio show. It's like a full-on production. Uh, okay. With cast members and everything. And I thought it was all Michael Sheen narrating it. No, there's a huge cast. All the characters are fully rounded. There's full production value, sound effects, you know, um, sound design and everything. So it's yeah. not an audio book. Awesome. I, don't, I don't know what the term is. Audio play. Yeah, it's like a play. Um, so, and it's even better than it was when I spiffed it last time. So, Wait, so <laughs> is it available on Audible? Though? Audible, yeah. There's, there's. I think they've got the first three um, uh, volumes of the Sandman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm assuming they'll continue to do it because it's fucking brilliant and the production oh, value is ace. It's really, really good, and uh, it just gets better as you as you listen through it. So nice. I know we're not in spiffing, but I just wanted to, yeah, build on what I said last time. <laughs> um, but, yes, but yes, go on. I was, Subject. I was just gonna, I was just going to say that wasn't a spiff. That was a editorial. Yeah, yeah. No, it was just responsibility, Steve. Yeah. What that was. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I was just on the sh- on the the two thirds with with the guys, and uh, Raz was talking about um, uh, Norwegian. Um, he's not Welsh. Um, Norwegian blacksmithing competition that he was photographing. He wasn't participating. He was photographing, and there were three tiers in the competition. The tiers being uh, like open, kind of beginner for anyone, uh, journeyman and master and obviously the latter two you need certain accreditations and certification and and you know experience and stuff to to, to mm-hmm. meet those levels so mm-hmm. there's yeah. an expected standard Qualification. there well, yeah there's an expected standard there um and it's kind of quantifiable you know so the you can expect the competition to be of a certain standard and you will not be outdone or out of your depth Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the open one, it was like Raz was just like, "Oh, well, I could just enter that and smash everyone." <laughs> it's like, yeah, you could Raz, but that's like, or, or it'd be like when Cartman tries to enter the Special Olympics and loses because he doesn't realize yeah, that. I'd, <laughs> I'd fucking love it if he entered and just yeah. came like fifth or something. Um, but it, it it raised a really interesting question, which was, how do you kind of position yourself? You know, how how in 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 work, in life, in kind of humility but also kind of uh self-respect you know mm-hmm. what, what 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 are you worth what's your value um how, how do you how do you see yourself and how do you think you see others and how what's fair in terms of yeah. positioning yourself um and the reason it kind of resonated with me is because today at work we had like a new um uh, starter join us and there were various kind of like inductions it's like oh, come and join this team come and talk to the the, the the strategy team coming about to talk to this, and then I was like the the representative of the design team coming to talk to the design team, and she'd obviously done like her the LinkedIn stalking or whatever as people do before you start somewhere. Um, I resisted because I I know that you can see when someone's looked on your LinkedIn thing. So. <laughs> um, and she was like, oh, so blah blah blah, 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 blah. Oh, you're in charge of the design team. I was like, "Am I?" <laughs> <laughs> and and like, it never really. I've n- literally never thought about that. It, 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 you know, I think on paper, technically, I'm not. You know, I have like a line manager and a boss. Yeah. Um, and I've certainly never thought of it like that. And we have quite a. Apologies for the wanky terminology, but we have we have quite a flattened room, mm-hmm. in terms of, yeah. of hierarchy at our studio because we're relatively small, um, and it doesn't help. For there to be that sort of hierarchical system, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm not working in a bank. Um, so I've never thought about that, and I've never thought about where, how I position myself or where it is. Um, uh, certainly on paper, I'm not, and certainly not monetarily, I'm not <laughs> in charge of fuck all. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> it, but in terms of my role or or, or or even how people see me, you know, it made me think, oh shit, is that how people see me? Is that how my colleagues see me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and I never thought about it. You know, I just, I just got to work and do my job. I don't go to work and think, duh, 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 the boss is here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's just I would fucking pay to see you. Do um, that. So it just it just made me think about how one position oneself and 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 what are the merits of it, what are the pitfalls and dangers of it. 
you know, mm-hmm. is, is it best to just not think about it at all, which is what I'd up until today I've been doing. But yeah. now I've, you know, felt the wobbly tooth with my tongue. I'm like, I'm going to keep prying at it. Um, yeah. So, I'd, yeah, I'd just love to take, you know, Steve, you're obviously in a position with talented people of different levels of experience. Brett, you're very much kind of lone wolf, but in certain circumstances, so I'd love to know yeah, what, what your guys' takes on that is. It's so it's a bit of a funny one because I um and I don't mean have you done your ten thousand hours now you're a master you know that's that's so we've been there back when I um used to run pubs I uh obviously had a lot of fuck off uh had a lot of uh staff that I used to work with um and there was a couple bars where we had a very high turnover of staff um and part of the reason I left no reflection on you just. No, I was going to say, part, yeah. no, I, I, there is a very good reason for why we had a high turnover of staff, and it was the manager. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I left the bar and I came back, and um, I came back after six weeks because the the place had gone to absolute rack and ruin. Um, and there was three or four new members of staff, um, a few of the the kind of old guard, as it were, um, and the manager. I. Um, Went in through the through the night. I just did the jobs that needed doing, the jobs that no one else was doing. It was kind of um, I knew I was only going to be there for another three weeks, um, just basically helping them out and, and getting them out of the shit. Um, and I kind of just wanted to see what was happening, who was doing what, where everyone was to, and almost like that secret bosses sort of thing. Like take a step back and just yeah. just see what's actually being done. So I didn't introduce anyone or didn't introduce myself to anyone as hi, I'm Steve. I'm I used to be the assistant manager sort of thing. It was just yeah, right, I'm Steve sort of thing. Um I just got on with yeah, just got on with whatever needed doing. Um and so I was doing uh, like glass collecting and back bar and, and stuff like that. And um the end of the night came and it was that that kind of thing of because there was no organization to what was happening and the manager just fucked off into the back room um to do the cash why did they do that in bars what do they think is going to happen because uh, if i stay in there long enough it'll just sort itself out yeah pretty much so i've got i've got to do the cashing up it takes 30 seconds fuck off um but yeah so he fucked off into the back room um i was like right okay um i'll go down and grab a load of stock do you guys want to just carry on cleaning the bar down and um got back up with like four or five crates of um fucking blue wicked or something and um and all the staff were like sat at the bar i was like what the fuck are you guys doing like, oh we're we're done we're getting ready we're having our pre-drinks before we go out i was like you're fucking not like the bar hasn't been cleaned for a start there's no um stocking up has been done none of this has been done none of that's been done and they were like oh yeah but we don't need to do that what what, what do you mean and kind of, they were like, oh, yeah, well, we don't need to. That'll get done in the morning. I was like, yeah, but if you do it in the morning, none of the bottles are going to be cold. The staff that are there in the morning aren't going to be able to serve because they're fucking cleaning. And it's like, no, this this needs doing now. Um, and because I'm tired, I've completely lost train of where this was going. Um, but basically, it was that thing of being like, oh, by the way, yeah, I'm assistant manager. So you will be saying, you will be doing this. You will be fucking getting on with it. And I kind of had the whole thing when I was doing that of I I never positioned myself as I'm the manager, you do what I tell you. And it was never a case of um, like giving people jobs and just expecting them to do it. And if it was a job that I wouldn't do myself. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, so that, that was the thing. Sorry. Uh, so one of the... Uh, there, <laughs> there we go. Um, one of the staff uh, kicked off because she didn't want to clean out the, the speed rail that because it had a load of mold in it. I was like, the reason it's got mold in it is because you haven't cleaned it for six weeks. It's fucking disgusting. Like, so wait, hang on, hang on. Are there any of these people, was it all their first night? Like, I know, right? I, I think <laughs> basically- the bar where you don't clean up. I know. It, it, don't, honestly. I don't want to clean that. What, yeah. what do you mean? Yeah, it, I, it was Here's the poo baffling. plunger. Go and unplunge the poo. Well, so <laughs> you this work is... in a fucking bar. Yeah. You're a fucking waffle waitress. Exactly. <laughs> so th- this is the thing, is the um the fucking the speed rail was full of mold and she was complaining about the fact she didn't want to clean that. I was like, I'll tell you what, we can swap jobs. Come with me. And like took her upstairs 
and uh, went uh, to the gents toilet. Yeah. Took her to the gents toilets and where someone had ripped the um uh toilet roll holder off the wall because it's a pub that's open past eleven o'clock. Um there was uh you know the the toilet attendants that used to go around with the spray and everything. Um he had a gash. Yeah. He had a uh roll of blue roll there. So everyone had been taking the blue roll and using that in the toilets, which as you know, doesn't flush. So it was literally piled oh. high. And I was like, I'm gonna unblock this. If you want to swap jobs, we can swap jobs. I'm more than happy to do any of these, but I th- I think you've got the better end of the deal there. And um so yeah, she kicked off about that. And it, it was just this thing of like I'm not I wouldn't ever ask someone to do something that I wouldn't do myself just because I'm in a higher position. So that so that, that begs the question to me, and that's exactly why it resonated with me, because I don't then understand the purpose of hierarchy. Because because I've had the same conversation with my boss at work. Yeah. And it, and it was it, it was coincidentally enough about cleaning the fucking to- no, it was about paying the toilets. It wasn't about yeah. cleaning the toilets. And I was just like, well, why would you be above that? I don't understand. Yeah. We all work in the same place. We all yeah. we all shit in that toilet. Yeah. <laughs> like what is, 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 is did something happen at one point in your career where you're like, nah, oh thank God for I don't I don't ever have to go in a toilet ever again. Yeah. Like, no, like it's got nothing to do with it. Yeah. But I think that that's the thing, is that that hierarchy it it, it exists for a reason. It's because as the person at the top, you're the one that's um responsible for the um for everything so the way that um i was always taught about uh, management within within a bar setting was the it's the manager's job to make sure that every customer has a good time um secondary to that was that they have access to to drinks and and so on it kind of goes down the list from that every member of staff below the manager their job is to make the manager's job easier that's it so the manager is responsible to do like for doing everything. It's just the fact that the staff are there to make those jobs um, easier. Um, so I think like for me, it's kind of the it's that whole thing of the buck stops there. So if you're the man, like if you're a member of bar staff, then you can turn around and you can say, actually, you know what? I'm not touching human excrement. Like you, you can do that yourself. And yeah, you can go up through it until the manager goes, right, well, I guess I'm going to have to do it. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it also means that they're um, responsible for the, the decisions. So, you know, it would have been the manager's decision to say, actually, you know what, nobody's going to clean that. We're going to get a plumber to come in and actually fix the problem. Um, but obviously they weren't going to because that involves paying for it. Um, but in, t- in, ter- in terms, though, of um, positioning yourself, Mm. And say you were just walking into that environment, is it about reading the room? Is it is it like a people skill thing? Like you know, I can tell by the look on these guys' faces, none of them has ever unblocked a toilet before. Yeah. So I will, I will get onto the coal face, and I will, you know, do yeah. it myself. And so I will position myself, you know, hierarchically low down. Yeah. <laughs> to show them that this is how it's done, yeah. but it. Because I think in it's in itself positioning yourself is an art form. Like you know, I, I've 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 had job interviews where they've told me I'm overqualified, and I hate I hate that terminology, yeah. but I I know what they mean. They yeah. mean I'll be frustrated and bored and you know hate yeah. myself working here. Um, but I would not mind. I would not mm. mind doing any job. Yeah. But where. Are you able to go into an, any environment and go? I, I I'm capable of doing this, hmm. or I, I I actually I could step my game up, or that's above me, but I'll give it a go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I I find that really interesting because I I would consider for myself like I I tend to go into places and if I see a role that needs filling, it doesn't to me it doesn't matter where that that role sits on the hierarchy. It's just like right, okay, I. I will do that if if it's higher up the the hierarchy. I might confirm it with someone else before, um, and say like, "Look, do you mind if I just get that sorted because it needs sorting, sort of thing." Um, but yeah, I, I do think it is very. Um, it's about how you want to be perceived. I think for a lot of people. So for me, 
I'm not overly fussed about how people perceive me. I'm just yeah. there. I, I just want to get the job done. But I think for a lot of people, it's they go in and they're like, well, no, I don't, I don't want to be the guy cleaning the toilets because I want to be perceived as being above that. But um, but then that could also reflect on how you delegate. So if yeah. if you if if people the way people perceive you is 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 you know in your words not not you're not bothered yeah then it's going to be a, you're going to have a tough job getting people to do things and I don't mm. mean in terms of seniority I mean in terms of like you know oh I, I'll I'll happily work with Brett because I know Brett will get his hands dirty yeah for instance yeah so so that that kind of that perception thing I think is important so yeah massively so it's a weird one it's like I you know I I see myself here and I'll slot myself in at this level. Yeah, but it's like also like where do I want other people to see me? Mm. And it, it happened. It happened actually at this job. I, I I came into this job, and basically I needed this fucking job because I was moving here. There was no questions. You know, I was moving to this yeah. city, and mm-hmm. this was pretty much the only agency that there was in this city. So I basically yeah. had to get this job, <laughs> um, and I like massively sort of lowered my standards and uh, seniority level, and, and and like pretended to position myself. Yeah, at a lower level, um, just to get the job because it was the only job going. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, so I kind of did that in a false manner. Yeah, in order because if I had gone in and gone, oh, actually, I'm fucking up here. Yeah, if I was honest to myself and honest to them, I, I wouldn't have got the job because <laughs> they'd have yeah. gone, no, we've already got that role. Yeah, or we don't have a vacancy there. I think as well, like it, it's interesting you said about um. You know, the whole like, oh yeah, I'll work with Brett because I know he's going to get his hands dirty sort of thing. Like, I think positioning yourself um, at a lower level and kind of being perceived to rise. Just for the record, I don't think that people with dirty hands are at a lower level. That's not what I meant. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I know. Purposes of this conversation. Yeah. Um, Brown is the new green. Yeah, but like being like people that are are willing to get stuck in it and do the job, and I think like purposefully positioning yourself at that kind of that lower level and being perceived to work your way up through. I think that garners way more respect. Um, and then someone that just kind of comes in and goes, right, I'm the new guy. I'm going to, you're going to do this, this, and this, because that's, I'm telling you how to do it. Like I so, remember working at um, uh, a, a Bath uni bar and one of the managers um, trying to tell me how to do the job when they, and you know, I, I'm, I'm quite happy to be told how to do the job. If, the person doing it knows what they're doing but i'd come from a place that was like four times the size where i was assistant manager and she couldn't pull a pint and i was like if you were a member of my staff you wouldn't last half an hour what are you talking about um and rather than like and because i was quite happy to kind of say to her like i you know i'll i have done this before i've been doing it for quite a while and kind of um offered um some experience and some advice um but her attitude was very much no I'm the manager, therefore I am right. <laughs> yeah. And that was it. That was instantly as, as far as I was concerned and as far as a lot of the other staff was concerned. Like it was like, right, okay, well, she's kind of a dick and she gets no respect. Um and yeah, I think it's whilst it is sometimes required to to put yourself at a, a higher position, I think um acting as if you're above everyone else i don't I, yeah i just don't but i mean i guess that's for, like me personally like i'm just not that kind of person there are plenty of people out there that that like that and i'm sure there's people that are out there that that like to have a a manager or a leader that's um that's very much i mean i it, it always makes me think of like the um uh the like in historical dramas and shit like that where you've got the army guys where it's like oh he's officer material he can't do that he's an officer literally i was just gonna say that so so when when i i joined the marines at like 20 Hmm. um i went in as a as an engineering student and 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 they were like you you should be an officer Hmm. and and i and i and i sat the exams and aced them all and you know and and they were like why are you joining the corps why yeah. are you not joining the officer program? And it was the exact reason that you said it's like I want to. I don't want to go in yeah. as like the, the 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 typical um, upper middle class privileged. Yeah, you know, daddy, daddy was a 
daddy was in the marine you know like yeah, yeah. my dad was not in the fucking marines but that's a school <laughs> um and so I, I joined i wanted to join the corps yeah and, and and if i if i progressed and and, and got promoted it was on my merit and on, and on the yeah. how people saw me and stuff but they thought i was fucking mental they thought they, they thought i was just throwing away an opportunity which some people would have you know killed for but yeah you know that that's that's the army yeah. approach to things the army <laughs> Navy approach to things yeah exactly. it's it's really interesting that you bring up the like the military or anything where there has been such a long running and established hierarchy very specific rules and regulations depending on what your title is and i know you kind of talked about this in the pre-show but titling is where i think a lot of people use it as a crutch right everything that we're talking about if you are told to be the manager in this bar that steve is talking about the manager knows how to do everything he's just his responsibilities are to run the bar. Everybody else helps him. It's a cool kind of dynamic, but at least here in the States and definitely in the last decade, I've started to notice, and it's it's half the reason I got out of the uh, desk job situation that I had been in uh, in New York City, but it just became like my title is this, but I don't actually have a strong list or a long list, detailed list of what my responsibilities within the company are. Yeah. It's just that I'm above you. And then I would run into issues of going, I know how to do your job plus my job, plus the 10 other people's job that I work with. Because when we started, it was very flat. Like Al was saying, our, our original CEO was very keen on the idea that everyone would have their specific responsibilities, but we all knew how to help each other. It was about being able to assist where we needed to put power behind one specific faction because we were doing like a new rollout on some new tech on the back end and we need all hands on deck. So everybody knew how to do that. Some people were better at it or had more knowledge behind it. Yeah, but it was very flat. The minute it started to become this corporate takeover, it just became titles and then people selling themselves on either prior experience or where they were slotted in in the company because any manager had a team under them and that team may have whatever. And you start to, even if they didn't have it on paper, which I do remember one all hands meeting where they had it set up. Like what are those spider web diagrams? And it was specifically to avoid uh, a visual hierarchy, like pyramid yeah. hierarchy. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, did yeah, it yeah. as like central bubble. Wait, the, you do it in the middle. It's not a hierarchy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were like, see how the CEOs at the bottom of the page. I'm like, wow, yeah. who spent the two hours on this thing to like perfectly position to make it look like yeah. all the ce whatever's are yeah, in like yeah, different yeah. areas and it, it became really frustrating because yeah i'm i'm kind of hard-headed and i was getting a little frustrated with the corporate takeover so i know some of it was just me right it was just mm. me and my personality not liking the feeling of being bossed around by somebody who didn't know how to do my job i had to sit in meetings with this guy who was my boss <clears throat> he got hired into the company and I had to explain to him how the, how the Adobe products worked. And I was like, this is a four year long conversation of what my education led to. Yeah. And you want me to give you like a parse down version of how an AI file works as compared to a Photoshop file works. And the, the guy, you know, without dropping any names, the guy was like, well, but I work in business. I do business things. I came yeah. from MasterCard where I did all of these things. And I'm like, that's great. That has nothing to do with what we're doing here. And if you're yeah. talking about our user base or as Steve's analogy goes, like the clientele that uses us, right? Our patrons, the people that come in and use our website. You don't know them. You don't care about them. And you're not trying to like make sure they're well served or like that the bathroom's working properly. You know, you just want to know that the numbers are growing on whatever back end we're looking at. Now, prior to this, I know you got something to say, Steve. Yes, sir. I jumped around to so many different um, job situations where when I was out in Vegas, I was young and stupid and like really gung ho because I definitely was like, I know more than everybody I work with. And they're, <laughs> they're a couple of years older than me, but like none of them know how to edit video and none of them know how the cameras work. And they're all getting paid more than me. I was hired to be an intern. Yeah. The agreement on my contract was like, you are here to kind of do whatever we ask you to do for very little money. And then after a year, we'll figure out where you sit. 
Yeah. And I ended up having arguments or long talks with people about what my position was. In. And honestly, they could look back at the contract and go, here's what you signed. If you yeah. don't agree with that, yeah. you can fuck right off. And I would constantly go back and forth. You know, when I moved back to Kansas, I got a job at a silkscreen place and letterpress place. We had three people on staff. And I came in as the new guy. The, the other yeah. two guys that were running the presses had been there for like a year, but they were 18 or 19 years old. I was old friends with the guy who owned the company, singular owner, right? It was his private business. So we were chummy, but he also put me through the ringer pretty quick. The thing is, I took it upon myself to do the design work that needed to be done to set up for the letterpress projects and the silk screens. But then I wanted to mix the ink. I want to learn how to hand mix pigment. I want to yeah. learn how to clean out the screens and do the grunt work, you know, clean the bathrooms, whatever. So when the shit hit the fan, which it did many a time in a small company, if we lost one guy for the day, yeah, it would throw a total wrench into things. So we all knew how to do all the jobs or sorry, <laughs> scratch that. Me and Dan knew how to do <laughs> everything in that shop. The yeah. 18 and 19 year olds were like, well, but that's, that's not, that's my, not job. my job. And also I get paid so little, like why would anybody expect yeah. that I should be responsible for that? And I'm like, yeah. Okay. So I don't want to make it an age or a generational thing or like, Oh, kids these days. But I have met multiple people through different jobs that I've held in the past where it goes everywhere from, well, I've been here for 30 years. So you just, I don't do any of the grunt work anymore because I've been here for a long time. I'm like, okay, okay. I, you can make an argument for that. And then I've also worked for the guy who has been there for 30 or 40 years, who I've literally seen scrubbing floors to like clean up a grease stain because yeah. he just knows it needs yeah, to get done. Doing. And he had yeah. free time. Yeah. I think so. I, I get killed by titles and I, I hate the hierarchy. But like Steve said a minute ago, it does work. Yeah. You, you, you have like a reliable pin to put on somebody and say, yeah. well, as this, position you are responsible for these things i think contracts and job descriptions are lacking to say the least and people use it as a little bit of a gray zone where they're like well no one yeah. told me i had to do that yeah. it's not in my contract <laughs> i think especially for for situations like that like a lot of it for for me comes down to ego um so there there are times when you 100 percent, and we I, mean, I think we talked about this uh before like 100% you need to just shut up and do what you're told. Um, you know, it's that whole thing of in the kitchen when the shit's hitting the fan, just saying, yes, chef, fucking get on with it. Do what the chef wants because that's what needs doing. Um, but for me, the the kind of the job titles and things like that, that's just a case of like when shit's going, then, you know, the person at the top, if they say jump, everyone else just goes, yeah, okay, how high? And you carry on. But what was interesting is you talking about having to explain like the, very basics of your job to what was essentially your your manager or your ceo whatever um and weirdly enough me and my friend on the way to hockey the other day were having a conversation about something very similar and we were talking about smes or subject matter experts and the fact that you know it's you need to know or you need to have people that know each part of a job or a business or production or whatever like inside out so you need those people that really fucking know what's going on there the managers don't always need to know that because they don't always need to know every single part of it. Like say it might be a business manager that's actually they're focused on um on the, the kind of the business side of it and they're looking for efficiencies and, and shit like that. The the problem is is when those managers don't listen to the SMEs or don't listen to the people below them um on that hierarchy because it's like, well no, I know better. Um what you need is you need a manager that has respect for the SMEs respect for the, the people working underneath and consults with them and listens to them and takes on board their um their opinions and their their experiences and their knowledge. Um I don't think it's 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 not just a case of um having someone that's willing to get their hands dirty, as it were, but having someone that's at the very least willing to listen to the person that does get their hands dirty. Um, because all too often it's just like, oh no, you just don't don't want me to do that because you're lazy and you you like doing it in that way. It's like, no, we do that way, do that, that way for a reason. Um, so yeah, I think it 
and ego has a lot to do with it because a lot of people like saying that they're a manager uh sorry i genuinely thought you're putting your hand up because you're like yeah i like saying that i'm a manager um, I, don't, I don't hear say yeah. <laughs> um but yeah like a lot of people do just like saying that you know i'm ceo i'm president i'm i'm the big man in charge um and it's that whole thing of you do it that way because I've told you to do it that way. That's 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 dick swinging though. We, yeah, we, we, we exactly. About, I actually had a conversation at work today about about dick swinging, uh, and it doesn't it does does not require you to be a man. No. <laughs> just for the record. No. Nope. Um, but I, I was also thinking about um, that ego thing, Steve. But not just in terms of hierarchy and and, and power, but in terms of self worth. Yeah. So when I think of you, Brett, and your relationship with Fossil Steve. Uh, Fossil John, Fossil Steve, Fossil John, Fossil John. Um, what you know? How how do you position yourself in that situation? Like, yeah, for sure. I, I'm I'm the I'm the go to guy for making uh, bespoke <laughs> iron work for million year old fossils in the in the in the Joshua Tree area. Uh, mm-hmm. Here's my rate. You know that is such a fucking unique position to be in, where, yeah. where mm-hmm. you have to essentially lay out your stand and go this 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 is what i do and this is what i'm worth mm-hmm. um and it's kind of unprecedented so how how do you position yourself um okay other than just being we, really confident or yeah. or winging it or <laughs> there is i i think there's an argument to be made or a discussion to be had about like faking it till you make it and how people that is a thing that people do yeah sometimes it can be helpful I look at it as very detrimental and morally I, I disagree with like overselling yourself because if you under deliver, then it's like a double loss. Yeah. But if, if you can kind of oversell yourself because you know, you're capable and then you deliver properly, then like, yeah, it may be a little white light at the beginning and then smash it out of the park and just confirm everything. Um, when it came to uh, the work with John specifically, I I know I've said it before, but like he had just been following me on YouTube. So he knew my capacity for creating things and my process and the quality of stuff that I was making. And then it took a couple of discussions right now. I'll admit. And John, if, if I ever had him available to chat with us on this, he could probably confirm. But the first few times that I went out and met him or talked to him on the phone, I was so like, oh, but, you know, thank you so much for the opportunity. But I I really hope I could do this. And like, I promise I'll try really hard because it was just such a unique opportunity. And it was a big challenge of am I capable of doing the things you're asking for? Now, even at the beginning where we were just doing those smaller sculptures, it was like, well, yeah, that's it's just steel, you know, and I I know how to move the steel. But am I going to be able to create the forms that I want? Will it be able to hold this stone? and not fall over and break it, you know? So there were some challenges in there, but a certain degree of, of confidence has happened over the last few years where I started to recognize more and more that I don't get intimidated by much these days. Like, yes, there's a lot of overcoming grief or overcoming those failures that happen in whatever aspect of life it is, right? Like, Oh, I gave this thing a shot and now my car blew up or I tried putting some wood through the table saw and it exploded, whatever. But when it comes to my own creative work and being able to translate what's in my head into reality, I've never really had an issue doing that. It just depends on the medium, whether or not I've used it before and I'm comfortable with it. If somebody asked me to just draw photo or draw pictures of the things that I wanted to create, I'd sell that in spades, no problem. When it came to actually selling myself or positioning myself to go to your original question, Jesus Christ, Steve's having a fit right now. Um, I I let him know that like as far as rates went, that I had a generic idea of what my time per hour is, right? That's something that I know we've discussed before, but it is a really important aspect. I believe Alex talked about it a little bit, maybe on the podcast or just Mm -hmm. in general. I've talked to you guys about it by way of him. Figuring out what your hourly operating cost is. What are you worth? What's your time worth? If it's a big project and like a single shot commission, you should be able to work out a generic dollar amount. 
if somebody wants to pay you by the hour, you should have enough, you know, moral upstanding to know you're not going to like, I'll just tack on an extra 10 hours because they're not going to yeah. know any better. Buffer. It's your choice, but <laughs> end of the day, like, I don't think anybody really wins with, with you like overselling, right? Or being like, oh, what a difficult project. That will take me months to do. And so you'll pay me hourly for months. I told John very upfront that I would work efficiently. <laughs> and because I had enough other responsibilities and things that I was dealing with, I had to be responsible with the time. I had yeah. to work efficiently yeah. and I wouldn't take advantage of the opportunity. And he was very lenient. It was like, oh, you know, no big deal. No rush. I've got tons, you know, we've got all these things to do. But here's where the things changed is I had talked to you guys multiple times and even on the podcast over the last few months about like, I'm making some shifts, you know, things are getting better. The last six months have been rough. I think it was two months ago. I requested by way of John, I said, I need 30 minutes of your time. It's the first time I've ever said, like, give me 30 minutes as a window. Yeah. And in 30 minutes, I had pre-written out much more business etiquette, you know, positioning myself, understanding what our work relationship was, creative fun aside, like, let's get this to be more real and let's let's give me more responsibility so I don't just push it off. Yeah. And in 30 minutes, we dialed it in. It's the conversation I wish I would have had with him two years ago. Yeah. But here we are now, having gone through a lot in the last two years of me being out here, I'm making an active push to position myself. Now, if I go and talk to a new client, I know what my, quote, hourly rate is. I also have a better gauge of what commission projects are. And I can have a lot more business in quotes, talk yeah. with people if they're really wanting to, like, we want something unique and custom and we want you to do the work because we really like the work that you do. Great. You don't have to fluff my ego. And I appreciate that you like the work that I do. But as, as business tact goes, I could tell anybody that thing costs 20 grand. And like, who knows? Maybe they accept it. Maybe they don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel like that's a good way for me to gauge my work. I feel like that's more of an artist way of, just saying like this is what would compensate me for the beautiful idea that i came up with yeah and and, and sorry steve just jump in like in, in that context business is not a dirty word that's no, just that's not. just that's just confidence and experience yeah exactly which which prior to that you were like oh, i don't know how long it's going to take me i'll try my best and i'll give it a go and you know I, i'm honest and it'll be good yeah. but now yes. you're like now you legit could be the go-to guy for Metalworking in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And this is why the idea of going back into working with teams, like say there was a commission project where I was part of a bigger team, right? Mm. I feel like I would be able to walk in confidently, not cocky, just confident. Like I know what my skills are and I know what my capabilities are. And much like Steve said 20 minutes ago, I will fill any role that I feel comfortable with yeah. down to cleaning the shop every night if it was 10 people and like no one wanted to sweep because they're like i don't do that and it's not my workshop and be like well, i'll do that because <laughs> i'll get a fucking instagram that. reel out of this don't yeah, worry. yeah <laughs> god damn right i absolutely will you know me playing social media so hard um i i am a huge fan of of steve's mindset on that like i will fill every role let's say hierarchically below yeah. my capabilities so i can handle me and everything down the line if you want me to go above my field or above my capabilities, I'm not intimidated by that in the slightest. Yeah. I probably won't even ask for like a rediscussion of my contractual obligations based on the things I did outside my performing duties. But I know what that scope looks like duties. now. Duties. And I think the confidence gained over, you know, whatever the last two years has kind of thrown my way and the big shifts that I've made has been super, super helpful. And and I want to be able to know that I could walk into say the forge and have them go, you're not a production Smith, but you can try and make 50 nails. You're going to end up yeah. making 300. We're going to throw most of them away. Wouldn't bruise my ego. I know I'd probably end up learning a lot. I'd also get to hang out with a couple of my mates and Alex Polk and fucking push me around all day long and tell me I'm doing stuff wrong. Cause it only helps every time somebody does that. Yeah. Getting bossed around by somebody who doesn't know what the fuck I do 
or their own job. Yeah. <laughs> like that's where stuff like I got to draw the line there. I, I think wasn't even like, confident having those arguments in the past. It was just me whining. I think the the kind of conclusion that I'm coming to from this discussion is a lot of where you place yourself and how you place yourself depends on the goal from that. So, you know, if if you're going in and your goal is to move up through the corporate ladder and be the the CEO and the guy that has the fucking 80s suit and Maserati and all that bollocks, then yeah, fine. If that's what you want to do, yeah. Yeah. You know, fucking go and do it. Um cure your bonitis. Um but if you <laughs> there you go. Uh if you want to do if you, if you want respect from your peers, then you go in and you go in a, with a different attitude and you put yourself in at a different level. Um, and even at the same level, but in a different manner and how you um, present yourself. Um, and I think like it's it's important to, to think about that when you're going. Like the way that I would um, present myself to uh, to a potential client is way different than I would present myself to a peer. So like Brett was saying, like if I was if I was going up and I was speaking to the English version of Fossil John, which would be I don't know. Mud Mike. Yeah, Mud Mike. Mm-hmm. Um thank you. Uh if I was going up and I was talking to, to Mud Mike, I would be like, right, I yes, I can 100 percent I can do this thing for you. It is going to cost X amount. It's going to take me X amount of time. Or like I don't know how much that's going to cost. Um, this is like the rough cost of material. This is my estimate of how long it's going to be, uh, how long it's going to take me. This is my my hourly rate or daily rate or whatever. You know, but I can guarantee that I will do X, Y, and Z. And I can go and I can do that with confidence. If I was talking to a friend or a peer, then there is no way that I would approach it with the same level of confidence. I'd be like, oh, well, I could maybe do the stuff. I could do the thing, maybe, if you help me. I don't know. I can't, I don't want to do it. Because <laughs> I'm not going in to try and get a job. I'm I'm hanging out with my friend. There is no um, desire to prove myself or to um, sell myself to a friend. I just, I just want to hang out and, and have fun. Um, and I think that's part of the reason why I don't like taking commissions from friends. Because... Um, but yeah I think like that whole um, how you present yourself and like yeah if you're going into a job and actually you just want to do the job fucking well and you want to get the job done then you what is this Uh, exactly what that is yeah Uh, but yeah if you want to go in and you want to get the job done well then you you go in with that attitude of like I will do whatever it takes to get the job done like Brett says you know you if no one else is going to sweep the floor, you, you sweep the floor. Um, mm-hmm. And you just, you, you try and go about it in, in as spiffing a way as possible. People that we think that are spiffing. Uh, Al, have you got an order? It's abs. Abs, which means Al is first. So... This week, I took a trip to the multiverse. Ooh. But it's not what you think. Oh. oh. Although Doctor Strange is fucking brilliant. Ah! Um, no spoilers. No, no, no spoilers. My only spoiler is, I forgot until about 10 minutes in that it was Sam Raimi. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, shit, Sam Raimi. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was just, it was glorious. Go watch it. And it's really kind of violent. And unprecedented oh, really? for a Marvel film, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I heard as much that it was a little bit like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, they didn't they, they went there? Go watch it. It's great. It's funny. Uh, it's charming. Uh, really, really pleasantly surprised. But that's not the multiverse I'm going to take you to. I'm going to take you to um, everything, everywhere, all at once. <gasps> oh, yes, yes. Holy yes! shit. Yes, I need to see this. It so is fucking badly. One of the best films of the last couple of years. Yep. Easily. Yeah. Um Michelle Yeoh obviously is great. Um, but the film is just funny and beautiful and charming and well made and well directed yeah. and interesting. And yeah, just go watch it. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to give you any spoilers. Uh, if you watch the trailer, it's as bonkers as it looks. <laughs> uh, there's a universe where people have sausage fingers. <laughs> just, just roll with it. <laughs> I'm so genuinely good. hoping to either see uh, Strange or that. Uh, well, weekend. it's out on Friday on Netflix <laughs> in the UK. Oh, Netflix. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I'll watch that. Um, I, I just have to add one thing, which made me appreciate. It was a great film, but Kihai Kwan, who, if you're of our generation, you knew Data from yep. the Goonies and you knew Short Round from the Indiana Jones films. He took a massive break from acting for a multitude of reasons, but one of which happened to be like underrepresentation yep. and not feeling like there was equalness and fairness or whatever. So he didn't want to do it because he didn't want to be the typecast Asian guy. In He's fucking great. And this yep. movie basically brought him back to where he wants to get back into filmmaking and acting again. And it makes me so happy. Handsome motherfucker so and a grown man. <laughs> yeah. He's a grown ass man. Handsome. Oh, he's good. Just, I'm just putting my checkbox next yep. to yours, Alf. Oh, thank Let's you. Do it. Watch out. Yeah, I'm super excited about actually watching that. Uh, so, Abs. Brett, you are next. Who would you like yes, to Yes, I am. So, it's a respiff, but I cannot remember when or how long ago, because it was very early on that this gentleman reached out to me, and we became buddies through the interwebs. But... Uh. If you guys all know him, Andy Heal, yes, bespoke. We all hopefully know Andy. It was so good to meet him in person at Maker Central when I was there a couple of years ago. Um, was he there this year? Nope, nope couldn't make it. <sighs> Unfortunately, it's all right. But like Andy does amazing carved things, you know, and and is a talented maker and just like a good chap in his own right. But, you know, he's been making these crow skulls and stuff. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I did one a couple of years ago when I did the inkwell and, and feather thing when I was still thought I really knew what I was doing, getting into weird blacksmithing projects. But um, I've been following him since we started talking a few years ago. And the crow skull that he put out the other day, I just like I'm we messaged quickly about it back and forth. But yeah, he's beautiful. And I. I went back because I was like, oh, my God, it just looks so nice. Like, Andy, you did a great job. But I went back and I just started scrolling farther and farther back in Andy's history of things that he's made. And the mm -hmm. amount of like the the quality has just gotten crazy, you know, and his skills and talents and everything. And it's just really nice to know that, you know, I met him a few years ago and have been able to see this progression of skill and more challenging stuff. He's got all this negative space going on and you got to carve it and not break the wood. And everything that I like about being part of the maker community and seeing other people's skills grow and these challenges people set upon themselves to do. I just, I appreciate Andy. I'm glad I got to meet him in person. I'm glad we've been chums for as long as we have. And his work is just more and more impressive every single time he puts it up. So Andy, well done. Okay, if scrolling back through his Instagram account, his son is in a scroll sawing and he's done a one piece a scroll saw art. Really? Awesome. <laughs> nice. Um cool. Yeah. Good shout. I've uh I met Andy a few times. Um I went down to his. In fact, Al, your bag of hinges came from Andy. Oh so got bag of hinges. Yeah. Um yeah, fucking lovely bloke and very up for like just doing good things in the community as well so yes good shout um and now it's on to me uh so this one is i think super appropriate for this week's episode um it's actually i'm gonna specifically oh, fucking hell specifically spiff one video in particular that was a really fucking difficult sentence um uh basically i uh, I could not sleep last night, so I, I was scrolling through various social medias and came across um, uh, a guy called Tragic O'Hare, who had a um, a thing called a self-belief button. 
Um, I, in fact, I don't, I'm just going to double check to make sure I've got that right. Uh, uh, hang on. Bear with me. Yes. Self-police switch. Sorry. Um, so the, the video is well worth a watch. Um, the actual build of the thing is only like four minutes long. Um, but then there's a like 10 minute bit of, um, bit of talking at the end of it. Um, and essentially the guy's made a switch. Uh, it's empty. It's not connected to anything. It's just done up nicely. Um, hung it on his workshop wall and it says self-belief switch on or off. And it just turns it on. And it's just that little mental prompt to believe in himself. Um, and the fact that that's kind of, um, you know, <laughs> self-belief is entirely in your own head. It's, it's on you to to do it i mean obviously it's it's not it's not something you can just switch on um but it's just a bit of a prompt to to remind yourself of that and um and the way that he's uh he talks about it um and the way he um he kind of explains it is just really fucking good i really enjoyed it i i mean granted it was like 4 a.m when i watched it um but instantly shared it into the facebook group um and yeah, he's a he's a self-described what is it um professional walrus chaser which yep. I think you if you watch the video that makes a little bit more sense. Um mm -hmm. but yeah, just a really interesting kind of outlook. Um he's a he's kind of a musician as well. Um the actual uh music that he uses in the video is one of his songs. Um which I from... didn't put together immediately and then <laughs> as he started talking about music yeah. I was like, "Holy shit, that's him." Oh wait, yeah. Um but yeah, like the way that it it was written and, and everything that goes into it, it's just, it's one of those videos that I think is genuinely worth everyone watching. And at the moment it's got like, I think when I watched it yesterday, it had like 260 views or something like that. So mm -hmm. it's been up for almost a year. So I would fucking love it if we can get that view count to a thousand because it honestly deserves it. There's, there's a lot of good stuff in there. It's just a really yeah it's, it's just good. an uplifting it's such a good uplifting positive way of thinking without being so self-deprecating where you're just yeah. like well now like what you're saying is right but you're also yeah. kind of making me feel bad for you no he's like yeah. totally owning it and just yeah i appreciate it Thanks yeah for no, posting that by the way steve that that's great. right um yeah no i definitely think uh more people should just just have a have a watch of that video. Um, so that is in the shows. So go check it out. If you don't access the shows, then it's Tragic O'Hare, Hera. O'Hara. O'Hara, thank you, on um, uh, YouTube. And it's called The Self-Belief Thing. Um, so yeah, just go, go have If a watch. nothing else, just for his um, portrait of Chopper. Yeah. And <laughs> the amount of fucking Montana spray cans he's got. Well, it's ridiculous. That. You see the big ones. He's got the big Montana. Yeah. Ones, like the extra, extra bins. Yeah. And uh, I like the, the fact that he put up a post yesterday of the hello, my name is stickers that uh, Nick Mandroid uh, Tom has and was plastering everyone with in Maker Central. Um, oh, you met him at Maker Central? Tom? Not, not this guy, no. Oh, no. sorry. <laughs> Those stickers are widely available. Yeah. I think it's a quinky dink. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, yes. So um, that's that. Is there any other business? Yes, I've I've got a life hack. Ooh, a hack. A hack I'll hack hack. Um, I did have, but I've closed my Illustrator file. Hang on. Fuck's sake! <laughs> right. That was my it? notes from the other podcast. Oh right. Um, can I? Can I? Can Can I just be incredibly middle aged for a moment, please? <laughs> please, for the love of God, dude. My spit. This, this is, this is. We're kind of spiffing a tool here. So this, yeah. this life hack is around a tool, um, which we don't, we don't really do enough of, given the name of this show. Um, about more on the fool stuff. About your, your fool. About three years ago, I picked up a scarifier from a uh, yard sale. Holy shit! Yeah. Um, it was ten quid, and it was ten quid well spent. So while Brett looks up what a scarifier is. Um, if, <laughs> the look of confusion on if, his face. If you're, if like mine, your lawn is mostly moss, moss. oblique weeds, um, this is a game changer. Yeah, and I never knew how effective it was. And I basically have filled 
two compost bins with moss <laughs> uh, that I've just essentially it's just an electric rake right yeah so it's it's a, it's a rotary rake that you just mow the lawn but it doesn't actually cut anything it yeah. just rips up everything that isn't grass and it's fucking incredible um so is you, is your lawn like completely bald now there's no grass left <laughs> But now there is space for grass to grow. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. It, if you toyed with the idea, never thought it would work. Have one. I've never used it. Get the scarifier out. Treat yourself. It's fun. If nothing else, it makes these big sort of blankets of lovely squishy moss that you can go and do fun things with. So yeah, it's just a fun process. Nice. And Good effective. shout. Um, I do love a scarifier. Uh, yeah. Uh, but anything from you? No, 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 no. Cool. Um, right. In which case, uh, if you want to find us, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade Thirteen, and you can find Al at Al's Life Hacks. Al's Life Hacks. Yay! We all knew. Uh, if you want to find us as a group, we are FWT Podcast or Forty Tools, pretty much everywhere. Um, but yeah. That's it. So until next time, go do the things. Go cuddle the peoples. I'm very tired. I don't know. I'm very, very tired. So what did we? What were we talking about this week? That was last week, cuddling people. This week. What was, was this week? Uh, telling people to do the fucking job. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, go position. Wait. I was going to say position yourself however you want. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, about it. Yeah. Th- go over ten percent of that. Yeah, go go do things. Uh, go go be positive and stuff. Um, we love you. Just, just end Goodbye. it. Just end, Bye. Just end. Bye. I did end it. <laughs> okay, turn that recording off. Stop.